Hello, and welcome to Ponker Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Head of Sport, Mark McMahon, and Pompey writer Will Rooney to bring you bang up to speed with the latest from Fratton Park. On this week's show, we give you the very latest on the news Pompey is set to be denied a place in the Championship. The lads break down the key factors in that decision being set to be made, how promotion will be decided and what it means for Pompey moving forward. There's an assessment of the club's finance amid the crisis and what that means for Kenny Jackett's squad. Also, a focus on the gems Kenny Jackett may be able to recruit to aid what is set to be a streamlined Pompey squad moving forward. We're now available on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. So give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition delivered to your device and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 Pulse at portsmouth.co.uk. Well, I suppose the, the only place we can start today, uh, Jordan, is, is the fact that reports coming out from elsewhere is that Pompey's season looks like it's, it's over and there's no promotion at the end of the, at the, end of the path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't get beyond the fact that I'm just, uh, my mood is looking at the league table at the moment and uh, I'm thinking Atkinson, it's thinking Fleetwood away, it's thinking Lincoln again. It's thinking more than likely Plymouth. <laughs> oh no, not another Sunderland. <laughs> yep, Sunderland again, but Plymouth, another. The Dockyard Derby is going to be back again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> our friends, our friends down in Plymouth will be building it as the Dockyard Derby again next season. Yes, uh, we've got it all to look forward to because it all points and everything. Well, it's virtual certainty now that that Portsmouth will be playing in League One next season. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been clear in my head for about the best part of a week now. It's something we've picked up on our stories. Um, Mark Catlin uh, been excellent with, with the news all the way through the uh, narrative and um, saying on the record now, now that um, earlier this week that he thought that would be the case. And lo and behold, stories have emerged in the last two days um, about the uh, the season being cancelled first yesterday and then um, one with a, a bit more detail about the, the, with the sort of uh, variables of how the season's going to be completed which we've been sort of a pro, you know, broaching ourselves really and um, with some new twists and turns on it but whatever way you spin it um, whether it's uh, I'm sure we're going to the, the variables but talking about weighted points per game points per game uh, do we uh, look at other statistical models or do we just null and void the season, which is um, the strong stance that Portsmouth take? They don't feel it's fair that um, with, with nine Bombay games and between eight and ten games that um, the season should be uh, uh, decided to be played to a conclusion or, or avoided. Uh, politically, it's probably as much as um, for any reasons of fair play, I think you'll probably see that um, the route will be travelled down probably a... Um, other avenues, shall we say, and uh, whether that would be probably one of the versions of points per game at the moment. But we're uh, again, we're looking at it in the fact that you know what, what it, the league leaves itself open to if it does apply relegation, does it leave itself up for massive legal repercussions? Because all the all the sort of talk that I heard was that it would be two up or a promotion with no teams being relegated and realigned over the course of a full season, where um, you can say it's been a proper completed season and. Uh, if the teams have got muscle, certainly higher up the the the, um, the EFL, you'd think that there'd they, be kind of legal repercussions for uh, for uh, relegating on the basis of uh, an incomplete season. Right. 
So I know there seems to be a decision in the offing that the season is going to be scrapped, so to speak. There's a lot of talk still to go around how on earth you're going to settle matters. There seems to be an awful lot of discussion still to be had. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess it's going to bounce on to... Uh, well, we thought that it was all pointing towards what happens. Uh, it was spin-off this Sunday, the, the, the government uh, update. Uh, but that would probably be being significant in, in the in the scenario of the season being played to a conclusion if there had been a, a lessening of the lockdown and open up the, the path to that. But uh, for a number of reasons, financial uh, being being a fundamental one, um, clubs not being able to uh, pay for, for testing um, and, and then situations like that, that they just can't going to be able to see it out. So as you say, reasons are uh, different, different ways you can do it, but um, points per game being the most likely one at the moment. Uh, I don't know what you, what you lads think about that, whether that, that would be fair or, or the weighted version, but I know that's something that Will's been looking at. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's going to be no sort of conclusion that satisfies everyone, is there? You do points per game, you do weighted points per game, and I just don't know how, how we can sort of have a, have a conclusion that it's going to be fair for every side. I mean, I think the only way it was have been was was to finish the season, but you can't do that because the financial implications and you know what it would be sixty sixty odd grand a week, which clubs simply at this level we, we can't afford. I mean, for the for the weighted for the weighted uh, points per game, that'd leave Pompey what seven for thinking the table outside of the outside of the playoffs. I mean, the seen David Wheeler of Wickham, obviously Paul the Pompey loan, he said <laughs> it should have been halfway. Uh, I've just read it now; it should have been just at the halfway point, <laughs> which I think about that. Would have been a little bit ridiculous. For the season. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, for me, uh, no one's going to be upset. Uh, this season, it's just going to be, it's just mad of all sorts of controversy, isn't it? And, and with the weight of points per game, you look at sort of Pompey's away records, and it's sort of that's what's let them down this season. They're away form, but basically that's why they wouldn't be finishing in the, in the top three. But if it's down to that, then. What's to say the Pompey's away form during the the last nine games wouldn't 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 pick up significantly? I know they've got to go to Ipswich, they've got to go to Oxford, they've got to go to Rotherham, even Burton. The last day of the season was a tricky test, but what's to say the Pompey wouldn't have got results in those games? Is it when 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 they've got the crowd behind them and Pompey have got got a history of, of performing in those sorts of big games? And all they didn't a Peterborough, which wasn't long before the season was suspended, but mm. points per game was just so. You can't solve, you can't conclude a season on a formulation for me. It's not science. Football's not science, is it? It's not mm. as easy as that. Things can happen. Players can get sent off. Players can score a lucky goal. It's just there's no science behind it. Yeah, there's a lot is, of people is, that picked up on the on the prospect of um, of, of league, the League One situation being with nine games left, and I've got the need to address it because people are saying, "Well, why don't you just play it at a later date? Why don't we just..." Get the nine. Get whenever it's safe to come back. Why don't we carry mm. on then? Then and, and and I can see why why people are doing uh, are looking at that. But the fact of the matter is the reasons why why it won't be played to a season, uh, conclusion. Firstly, and probably most you know clear and most foremost factor is the, the safety issue. The clubs mm. would need to hear figures of up to sixty thousand tests, sixty six thousand tests, forty thousand tests needed to safely restart in the Premier League where they can afford it. 
championship probably maybe could afford it so they won't want that one off league one league two it's not going to happen the clubs are probably going to go to the wall anyway so they can't safely um get the players back but then you look into the other factor there's a probably a growing sentiment amongst the players now that that they don't want to come back. Um, their contracts run until June the 30th. Uh, that would then mean, uh, if you set, say, what was being mooted as a, a, a end of July uh, finish point for the season or anything beyond then even, um, it's impossible because their contracts come to a close. They would be, they get a, a month severance pay, which uh, they, they'd have to play through in, in July. And then you would look at their goodwill for trying to get the season finished with no contracts. And then, at the end of it, some clubs will say, "Off you go, then you're not getting another deal here." So mm. you can, that, that's that's you know people perhaps don't see it from the human side that players have got bills to pay and lives lives to live and, and safety to think about. Then beyond that is the fact that clubs have got all their staff on furlough at the moment. Mm-hmm. So to get the season up and running again, they're going to need to get people back on board, paying them again when they just probably can't afford to do that at the moment because they've got well look at Pompey Pompey in Pompey's case a well-rounded club but look they've got around a seven million pound hole in their budget at the moment if you look at uh, the latest accounts so Pompey turnover between 11 and 12 million season tickets six million yeah Re- revenue from hospitality over over one 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 and a half million so that's just been ripped out of the, uh, the club's budget if they go behind closed doors. And this is what clubs are dealing with. And this is what the fear is, and a very real fear that, that the club's going to go to, to the wall. And, that, and that's their priority, perhaps, now gone behind the fact of uh, getting, the, uh, getting the season finished. Jordy, I know you said in your conversations with Mark Callan and our story in the news on Friday um, was basically that they would feel aggrieved um, if the season was, as we expect, cancelled and, and they didn't get promoted. But aggrieved is a very controlled word. They must be, uh, they must, they must be pulling out their hair in frustration. Well, it is frustration, but I think that's kind of melded with a look at what's going on at the moment and, what, and where we are in the world. And I've just, just written about that at the moment. I think back to the various injustices to Pompey down the years. You look back to 1993, when they missed out by the virtue of a single goal. Every fan knows about Pompey fan knows about it to West Ham. And then the double injustice of Ian Norman Droid's offside leg condemning to uh, missing out on a, on a place in what was the Premier League, early, early stage of the Premier League. That felt like a real injustice. The world was against us. Going back to the 80s, Baldy's Gremlins twice missed out before they got, got promoted third time. Lucky once was by goal difference and by the odd place. That felt really rough um, at the time. Uh, this now is, you know, it is, it is harsh and pumping. You look at the, the, the injustice and the what ifs and the games that were costly, but come on, there's a, there's, there's a lot more to be worried about at the moment than, than, than we've got to choose your courses carefully. And the reality is, as is, 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 is gutting as it will be, it doesn't quite feel as disappointing as, um, as some of the other disappointments down, down the years at pumping. Well, is it even fair to suggest that if Pompey were lucky enough to do all these models and predictions, scores, etc., mm-hmm. if the, the hatter went up, could you put the argument that, you know what, it would have been really, really tough in the championship the next season and defeats would have been stocking up and, def- and wins would have been less common? Is that fair to say? I mean, it all depends on what's going to happen with the championship clubs. If they've got all got, 
got similar squads and they're not releasing players, etc., or, or signing new players that they were looking at. And I think Joe Gallant said that, that he thinks that the current core of the squad, he thinks was his own, certainly bottom four, bottom five, good enough to stay up at least in the championship because he looks at clubs like Luton and Charlton and Barnsley who went up last season who uh, are all down there now and got rid of some key players. Pompey weren't really looking at potentially getting any getting rid of any key players in the summer really. Only exception possibly is Christian Bergen if he didn't sign a new contract. Obviously he the loan ease which which they'd be missing out on. So that'd be an interesting one. But I, th- I think if they were to go up I, I, I think they, they might have had that, that that togetherness, that that core that 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 they've sort of managed to put together. Kenny Jack has on long term contracts, looking for the future of players that could play in the championship and perform there because that was the aim at the end of the day. You know, this season it was getting up to the championship, and he signed players like Marquez and Palace and even James Bolton to an extent. Who he's given three year deals to, who thinks could play in the championship. So I don't think these have been up finishing in the upper reaches by no means, but. It was. I, I think that they could have made it a decent enough fist of it anyway. Had they had they have gone up certainly with the players that they brought in and enough one Ron Curtis tying him in down and at least mm. it, you know it was bad him in there and he, there wouldn't have been any suitors that come. It would have been difficult to prize him away because he was tied down to another three years. So I think if they'd have gone up, it would have been interesting. At the end of the day, as George said, there's bigger things going on. You can't feel as aggrieved as you had to been in in the years gone by, but. Ultimately, you do look at some of the games like Coventry at home, Bristol Rovers hmm. away, Burton at home, where you think if it's going to come down to this wasted points per game, then they are the games that you're going to rue, aren't they? And the points that you've dropped in those, another one, MK Dons away, and they were just absolutely terrible that day. There's just some some games like that. You think if they've, got, if they've picked up points or held on, then you know the fate would have been in their own hands, ultimately. Yeah. Well, Johnny, I know this was a harder one to predict, and I know Kenny Jacket and, and both Mark Cannon as well have both intimated that the summer transfer window is not going to be anywhere like it used to be. But what do you think is going to happen in the trans- transfer market then come the summer? <laughs> um, yeah, I think fans that were uh, hoping for uh, for a, a sort of decent, yeah, you look forward to your transfer speculation, the big names being linked um, for, to Pompey and, and money being spent. Yeah. Forget that. That's not going to happen. Um, and I did feel that Pompey went up with the 17 players they had. I did have a fear they'd get tanked in the championship. I, really, I, I thought that <laughs> I thought they'd get absolutely battered when I'm looking at the 17 players. But that's with my blue tinted spectacles on. Maybe sort of a maybe a bit taking a glass half empty at looking at it because I'm kind of viewing everything through a Pompey prison. But obviously, everyone else in football is in this plight as well. Uh, so, but purely on the squad as they were, you know, the, the fact that the likes of Steve said and, and the lone lads were uh, Sean Raggett, they weren't going to be tied down moving forward. It, I was just looking at the, the 17, thinking, well, yeah, that that would be tough to do anything in the championship with that. Fact of the matter is, there's going to probably there's a lot of footballers out there that are going to need work, isn't there? So mm-hmm. I, mean, I think footballers just have to be a big realignment and um, some pragmatism and realism about what footballers are worth. I think we're we're in uncharted territory. Um, and it's, I think people are, as well. I think we were chatting earlier this morning on on our video calls. I think people would be very shocked, or, they, or simply just don't know what football is going to look like six months, a year down the line. I think it's going to be very, very different. Uh, what players command in wages, 
uh, where players are going to be, the way players move, even with a transfer window. There's there's so many imponderables and uh, uh, on on the horizon. So yeah, moving forward back to your question, I guess that. Pompey could look to kind of eke out a way to get a deal done here and there. Obviously, they were looking to try and get Steve Seddon in. That would have been a long-term contract. He's, he had three years last year at Birmingham. So, and they were apparently, as uh, I understand it, were, were asking for a ridiculous amount of money for a, a young left-back with his experience uh, uh, and the levels that he's really played his football at. But Things again have changed a lot in, in, since since we had those conversations took place. So, could probably get Steve said on a cheap. Will Birmingham need to cut their cloth because they've been known to have financial problems themselves? Because that's you know that's something that that can all be looked at moving forward. But the, the, the line I keep going back to, yes, what that amount of money can actually pull in may change. But the fact of the matter is that the seven hundred fifty thousand for Harness and whatever, you know, up to around a million pounds for, for John Marcus. But forget that. It's not going to be. It's going to be loans, free signings, small fees for Pompey uh, moving forward this summer. And uh, with the hole in the, in the budget, although it's wait, it, it, we wait for clarification uh, moving forward, it, it seems inevitable that Kenny Jacket will be working with a smaller playing budget. Well, you, you, do, you do your research in this type of area. If it does mean loans or freebies, um, there's some good quality out there that could potentially bolster Pompey's ranks, even if they are free transfers. Oh, there is, absolutely. I mean, one lad who I've spoken about for a while, I mean, Ross McCrawley, it's unlikely that uh, that he's going to be signing now as well, given that Pompey are interested. But Perry! can't Perry. really see. <laughs> Not Perry, no. I, I, I really like Callum Johnson, who's getting released by, who looks like he's going to leave Accrington. Um, right back, who's, who's very solid, um, very good going forward, going back. But as another one, Jordy said, Perry NG, another footballer who. How do you pronounce his name? I've NG, not got a I think it is. is it NG, in- yeah, I think I'm not sure where he's, he's descends from. It's, but yeah. yeah. Just to clarify this for people that don't know, uh, the lad that run the, the young prospects in the game, Perry <laughs> NG, is, is, is uh, Perry, uh, like Kevin Perry, he's uh, <laughs> just. Capital N, lowercase g, that's it. So, <laughs> it got mentioned on a podcast the other day and I actually yeah. got muddled my way through without, without knowing the pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, one of the bright young things and uh, looks like, is he, a, is he a full-back? Is he on he He's a full-back, yeah, he's a right-back. Yeah. So, that's probably one area that the jacket might have to go to or does he give Hadji Minogue a go at right-back as well? Uh, in terms of the centre-half, if Burgess doesn't say, you'd like to think that, that Racket, they, they could get him in on, on a permanent, wouldn't you? If he's, he'd probably be released by Norwich, so that's one. Yeah. As I said, there are some there are some good out-of-contract players, but the only thing is, some of the out-of-contract players you might have been looking at, thinking, you know what, we, let's go for him. They're probably the better ones who were going to be, we're going to have a lot of suitors anyway, so it yeah. might be a bit of a scramble to get those in, like the likes of Scott Brazier at Burton, who's been superb this season. I mean, he, he, there would have been a few clubs sniffing around him, and he would have been thinking, right, yeah. ruffle his hands together. Who's going to give me the most money now? People are going to hate it. People are going to want his wages. Our championship players are going to have to take a risk on these players who are championship clubs going to take a, have to take a risk on these players because the wages mightn't be as much as in the championship, but they think they might be able to, to do a job there. But they're saving themselves a little bit of money. I don't know. A flip side to it as, as well. I know that Darren McCantney, the Peterborough owner, who speaks quite a lot, he thinks that top end Premier League clubs and, and championship clubs are going to dip into the the markets in League One a lot more, the likes of sort of 
having Tony thinks that Premier League sides so. might might <laughs> have it. They might, but who's to say that, that a club won't come in for Roman cases then and say, right, we can't say a Championship club, right? We can't get anyone in from from abroad. Maybe let's have a look at League One. What well, we need a left winger. Let's see how how much the we could get Roland Curtis for because if Kenny Jacker thinks right, I could get in this market, I could get three, four, five players in. Let's go for it. So I think it'll be interesting to see if Pompey's results tested from any of their prize assets as well. Yeah. Well, Jordy, Jordy, what about the the guys that are whose contracts are due to expire? Is there any way back for some of them? Will Pompey need to rethink their their approach to them? Well, yes, you you just. You would have thought so. You, you, well, not really think. Yes, there, there probably is a way forward for loans because it seems that that's a key avenue for Portsmouth moving forward. That the loan market is going to prove fundamental. Um, the well, the four lads that you're looking at, uh, you'd have thought that, as, as Will intimated right correctly, Sean Raggett would, would hopefully be one they could get in fairly fairly straightforward. There'd be a design on. On both parts, Steve Seddon just previously explored them. Um, he wants to come. He wants to play football. Birmingham wanted too much money for him. Will that change again? Um, and then, the, yeah, yeah, the other two were Cameron again. Flattered to, to see, really got the hype, didn't he? Big, the big, big build up, and um, mm. and we all know what Cameron again can do, and we all know his ability. He just didn't get a chance, and now sadly. It's but it's but one of the players be most affected by the cancelled season. It's um hit him really hard because he he won't get the chance to build up momentum now moving forward. Ross McCrory, uh, you you hear that he you know there was a way that he, he might be open to a prospect of a of a permanent move, but conversely he's rated and valued at, at Rangers. So mm-hmm. especially in the light of what's happened, what Rangers would value on him, you think it may be unlikely, well, certainly unlikely that a permanent would develop. Uh, and then he'd probably want to go back and compete for his place. I mean, that's something that Will probably could tell you a bit more about having um, spoken to him recently. Mm. Well, well, also, you know, the, the players that are permanent players at Pompey at the moment, like mm-hmm. Houndstrup, Brown, Hawkins, Burgess, yeah. is there a chance that Pompey, like the likes of Houndstrup, Part of the summer, the Pompey then turn around and go, you know what, we actually need you to offer a new days. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, start of part and stuff. I mean, even if you give him a decent deal, unless it's very lucrative, then I can't really see him stay. And I mean, he's been he's been second choice behind Ender Stevens, Lee Brown, Steve Seddon. He hasn't really had his chance, has he? It might not be about money for, for Brandon Hans. So he, he might, he's he good might enough, just want to He certainly is good enough, like his, and he might just think, right, I need to get out and play. It's not about money. Or if Pompey are offering a far better deal and everywhere else, then he might be tempted. Hawkins is definitely an, an interesting one because, obviously, 28 now, he's clearly slipping behind uh, Harrison and, and Mark because in the pecking order. But, and he's 28, he probably thinks I really want to settle down and play week in, week out. But he's just had his first kid as well. He needs a bit of financial security. If Pompey offer him a deal, he might think, well, I can stay down here, I'm comfortable, I'm on a, a decent wage and uh, I can provide for, for my family. Lee Brown's quite a simple one, isn't it? They've got an option on him, but that means paying him the wages that, that he's already on. comes down to whether Pompey think that he'll be worth the, the wages that he is on. Um, I think they will take that up because he's a player that Kenny Jacker has a lot of trust in and, and good in the dressing room as well. I mean, one player you can't see staying around is, is Pittman, isn't it? I think, you know, Pompey's... 
probably Pompey's highest aid wage earner still, isn't he? Despite being yeah. in his third year at the club, and it looks like that he's going to be moved on for pastures due. If 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 he weren't going to before this, then certainly they'll want to get him off the wage bill now because you know it'll cost it'll help them out a lot financially. Won't it? it'll cost a, a big wage off the bill, and then Burgess. As you said, Mark, that's that's the most interesting one that we've constantly sort of updated readers with and spoke to Kenny Jack, I spoke to Mark Catlin. Burgess spoke about his future self briefly when he was helping out in there in Lamport in, in one of the kitchens down there. Um i I mean, Georgie, you know more about this, but from yeah. from what you understand, he he was tabled and offered, he's he's turned it down and, and that won't be offered to him now because <laughs> it's simply not feasible anymore. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what is, I mean, there have been discussions going on and, and what is to say that what was on the table a few weeks ago or whenever, uh, you know, whenever the date was that it was tabled, what's to say that that, that, that offer's still there now because if, if things have changed and the whole picture, the whole outlook for football, for Portsmouth, it's, it's been, it's been under, undergone a seismic shift in, 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 in what's happening. So, mm-hmm. again... Pompey have to cut their cloth, and that might be one of the things that that, that changes accordingly. Uh, so, watch this space on that one. We all want him to say, I mean, Kenny all the way down. I mean, if he's turned Kenny around and his views, and in terms of what's happening, the bigger picture, you you want him to, you know, for the continuity. And uh, but yeah, it, that might well might well mean he might have to take a bit less than what he's already on. There's a bit of talk, obviously, that. Christian Burgess may be interested in a move abroad or something like that there. Like, but there's yeah. going to be clubs, there's going to be clubs like Pompey that can't necessarily offer the wages that they were maybe maybe offering him at some stage a couple of weeks ago. So again, it levels out. So Pompey's offer may have be may re, may be reduced, but other clubs who were interested will be exactly the same boat. So yeah, yeah, I just want to correct myself there because I, I said it, it might have to be less than things on. I don't. I, it, I'm not privy to what Christian's done, but he might well have to be less than what the club have offered in terms of the, the contract that they were having in the negotiations. That, that's the, the two. That's two different things. But you're right. That, and it goes back to what we're saying there. The point you're making, Mark, is the uncertainty of what football's going to look like, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, players. Um, say, well, say, look, they're talking about a wage cap in, in League One moving forward to, to, on the profit and sustainability front. A wage cap of three and a half thousand pounds. So that gives you a kind of mean of what people are uh, kind of getting at, at that level. Mm. Uh, that, that might well now change. Before. We know people at Portsmouth are above that money. Uh, that, that's the mean average figure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it might be that the average comes down to maybe a bit more like well, two, two and a half moving forward now because of, of, of the, just everything that's happening. The lowest wage you hear is eight grand in the championship that might become a bit more like the average just simply because clubs are going to go into the wall and you hear what's happening that within two weeks of football being suspended that players have been furloughed because the clubs are in financial crisis um what was happening at Birmingham they're, they're in big trouble um yeah so that's what they're, they're dealing with and now that like like everyone they're, they're looking at their their accounts and their, their main incomes will be from you know from tickets and, and and obviously a bit different at the championship level where the TV gets gets a bit better TV money but look at their wages so so much uncertainty I think players are going to be on significantly less wages moving forward and and sadly you just fear that there's going to be clubs going out of business. 
Yeah, it's very much the future is unknown. A lot of uncertainty there. So, Johnny Pumpy Talk. Yeah, but there's there's so much going on. There's so much, yeah, happening that it, it, it needs to be discussed. And yeah, great that you guys can provide some insight into it, give opinions, and provide some vital information for the readers out there to to take stock of. So. Um, yeah, lads, we'll wrap it up. Um, let's go out and enjoy the sunshine if we can. Um, Are you taking the mix? Are you taking the mix? <laughs> I've been sat here in my pyjamas since 7 o'clock this morning because you've been working me to the bone. I've been oh, sat here for like six, and a half, six and a half hours in the same bloody spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I apologise. Oh dear, there's a lot of people a lot worse off here, but I think you might have just struck a chord there, Mark. Yes, yes. We're all in the same boat, unfortunately. We're all stuck <laughs> in the same spots as we were. It's the same, it's the same sweating spot that I'll be stuck in. I need a shower. As, and, as and, an and, and an air freshener. Yeah, Will's coming out in cold sweats because the last time he had a point. Oh. <laughs> the end's in sight, Will. <laughs> it's not an insight. It's not insight. <laughs> There's no thing. After SARS, after SARS, I'm not going to the pub until it's back to normal as well. I'm not going yeah. around, say it's sitting around and groups or whatever. And I don't know what these scientists who come up with it saying, oh, people can sit in groups of whatever and all this and that. Have they ever been to a pub on a busy Friday night or that? They've just got no understanding of how it works. Yeah. Well, at least we have a point with. Uh... John Marcus and Co. at some point moving forward, Bill. That was one of your That's very stories. true, yeah. That's very true. I don't think I'll be there, though. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Last okay. thank you for your, for your thoughts again, and we'll reconvene this time next week. No worries. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>